Now, the uh, first question we ask everybody, and this is a two-part question because you used to hoop. Mm-hmm. Who's the first person that bust your ass on the court? Mm. And who's the first person that bust your ass in the studio? In mm. the if, of, if that has happened. Um, all right, so we're going to go to the, on the court. Uh, when I was younger, I think I was about 12, maybe 13. My, um, my moms took me to Tennessee. Yeah, I'm a city boy. I hated even going. I didn't want to go there. My summer, I love New York City summers. My mom's like, yo, we going down to visit our cousins in Tennessee. Go down there. I'm hating it. Finally, one, no, no course. They live in a stick somewhere. <laughs> one day I see a kid across the street shooting hoops in his, in his uh, I guess he bought a hoop. And uh, he's shooting hoops in the, in the, in the driveway. So I came up walking over there like, yo, what's up? I can shoot around with you. And he's like, yeah, cool. So the one thing led to another. It's one-on-one time, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like I'm coming down there to represent Brooklyn. I got my little <laughs> city who's so black. You know what I mean? He ain't really got no moves. He just, you know, shoot around. What's the name? But he was cracking my ass, man. <laughs> he had a jumper, man. I don't know if he knew his driveway. He knew his points, his angles. That's why you shoot by yourself. Day, he was man. working on that every day. Yeah, home every day for like a week straight, bro. I was like, so now I'm on the last day. I'm like, I got to play this dude one more last time. I'm not going back to New York without cracking him once. Did you beat him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> beat me by one. I was sick. Yo, live on location. We in New York City. We got the man in the building, F-A-B-O. And it's our first Hip hop artist, man. We pulled up on one of our favorites. Man. Appreciate right, you, bro. Right. I got the blackest one with me. You know what I'm saying? We in here chilling, man. Y'all need to tune in, man. A lot of New York, a lot of hip hop, a lot, a lot of going on up in the building tonight. Fab with us. It's your boys, Q Rich and D Miles. Knuckleheads. Shout out to the podcast. Season two. Dang, how we thinking? That ain't what we do. Like, it's just like. How did y'all come up with that? Yeah, yeah. Is this thing on? Well, well, scripted. We kind of just get into it. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. You weren't winning with just one star player. Or the league had changed. This is a story that people don't know. This dude had my shoes on, right? He just talking hot mess. You know, we were just young and wanted to prove ourselves, and you were in the way. <laughs> This is nice, man. Pour me some Henny. Yo, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great feel. 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 It was ill because it wasn't even like this style of play up here. It was like you know what I mean. It was like playing somebody who played a whole different way. Right. Grew up playing, but figure out how to win. You know what I mean. It kind of opened my eyes. Like this ain't even the only way to play yeah, basketball. Yeah, you know, right. I'm coming from New York and Brooklyn, and you know it's a lot of style and you, swag yeah. in our so game. Ball handling, you know I mean? ankle yeah, I'm moves. cutting them up and everything. I'm doing all of that to him. I'm dropping yeah. them all of that. He getting the ball after I miss. He getting the ball back. Go back to that line. I got it. So that's how we looked at New York dudes, though. When we was coming through, like early on, I would say, "Man, New York dudes can't shoot. Mm. All they can do is dribble. You go to their playground, they got chain nets or no nets. Like how you can shoot? Like Mm. all them dudes do is dribble on the court. They got like they ain't none of them can shoot. That's how we looked at New Yorkers. Is like New York dudes gonna cross you up and da 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 da. Like that's definitely part of it. Style and swag. You know, yeah. a lot of our point guards. You yeah, know what like that's we, what y'all was known for. From. Some yeah. of the illest guards ever coming out. So that's what we looked in New York for. They got ball handlers. We need all big, like L.O., Artex. Mm-hmm. Everybody can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. 
What about uh, the studio? In the studio, I don't think inside the studio I ran into somebody in the studio that really gave me that feeling. Somebody that sent me a verse back, like you know, we we it went from being in the studio making the songs to like you know somebody email you and right. you know me you send them the joint. So like somebody sent me a joint back and I've been like, whoa, that was tough. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm trying to think. When I got Hov's verse back on Brooklyn, it's been a couple of those, but those email ones, like I still got a shot now. Now that you know what I mean, right, like, right, I, still, right, I, right, I got right. now the balls in my court. Really, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I could, I could rise to the occasion. So, um, you know, but a couple, couple guys have sent me some verses back. Hov definitely was one. Um, Drake, Drake was on a remix, and these wasn't even like. Like hard street versus it's just that they did their thing, you know what I mean? To the point where you looked at it like, all right, I gotta make sure I do my yeah. thing on this too. So, definitely off the top of my head, say Jay and Drake. But um, for the most part in the studio, I haven't really. Um, I remember like in this is a crazy story in like '99, I had just signed an Interscope. We wanted to do a song with Lil Wayne, so they set it up. We uh, between Clue and I think Birdman and. You know, Wayne was really young. It was funny because they had like requests to come to the studio too. Like yeah. they wanted like five bottles of Cristal. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But but you know the label took care of it at that point. You know what I'm saying? So even in that, we thinking like you know you gonna come there, people gonna be chilling and what's the name? So boom, Birdman and you know they came with it. All. I think they pulled up actually like on a tour bus. Birdman, Wayne, Wayne still very young at that point. You know, Slim, all of they, you know, they crew came. It came in there. They threw the beat on. I think Wayne might have, like, either had, like, a verse or something that he recited. He went in there, got it together. They was gone in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Swear to God. Like, in and, in and out, took the bottles of Cristal with him. We, I mean, we got the Wayne verse, but it wasn't, like, no, like. Interaction. Yeah, it wasn't Word. nothing. Like, they came there. Wayne, I guess he had a verse that he you know, was putting together or had already. He made sure it went to the beat or said it how he wanted to say it to the beat. Went in there, came out, that be up. They was gone. How was the verse though? Verse was cool. He did he did his thing. We never we never the crazy part, we never released that song. We never released it. And they got paid before before they got there. Before they even oh, came. Yeah. You was a hooper and you rap. Where in that moment of time that your mentality was like I'm finna stop doing this sports stuff and I'm finna focus on hip hop. I'm finna focus on rap. Um, How old was you? Like, when you like changed, like, you know what? I'm a rapper. I'm not. But I, I love sports up until I think maybe midway through high school where I thought, where I f like started figuring that I wasn't gonna play professionally. Hip hop was something I had been doing as a hobby all the way since I was maybe. 11, 12 years old. So now I'm in high school, it's about, I'm about 16, 17. I'm looking at it like I still love to play ball, I still love sports, but it's not gonna be my, you know, this is not what I'm gonna end up doing. So, you know, I still would play sports, I still would, I was involved in it, still watched it heavily, but I just made like a detour where, and then hip hop started becoming like more involved in my life a little bit. You know, it started being less a hobby. It started being like people was hearing that I was good or telling other people about me. And certain things started manifesting. Even I started working with some guys and, 
you know, they was telling me they was going to give me a deal. You know, at that point, too, I had heard that a few times. So I wasn't, I had a love for hip-hop without having it, uh, you know, making any money or any kind of, like, it was yeah. just a passion of mine. I loved the music. I loved the way it was bringing people together, how I was interacting with people, how even if you played sports, there would be a radio out there playing music. You know what I'm saying? It was always the background yeah. or ran concurrent with whatever you was doing. You know what I'm saying? So... I think that's really where the point with midway through high school, maybe about 10th grade. I also was doing art, too, because I used to draw. So I went to an art high school here in the city, too. So it was like art, basketball, hip-hop. Basketball started feeling a little further away than actually (laughs) be going pro. So I'm like, all right. Art was another thing, too. I remember, like, getting discouraged in art school because you could be in your hood, like, you draw something, they like, yo, that's crazy. You drew that. Right. But you go to art school, and it's like Chinese kids in there drawing you, and you like, all right, I ain't maybe not as good as I thought right. I was, or yeah. I'm not at they level, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it gave me different things to look at, like, you know, all right, what am I really going to do? I started really feeling in, in that point. But hip-hop still felt genuine and organic. I didn't have to look at that and say, like, all right, I'm not going to be this. I can't fuck with it no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could look at it like I still love hip hop. Yeah. Even if I go be a mailman, I'm going to be going right. to work listening to it. You know listening what I'm saying? Yeah, so word. that's kind of how. And then things just started happening where people was hearing about me. And, you know, I met a few people. And things just gradually until it led up into Clue. You know what I'm saying? And that was a thing that I didn't even see coming either. And, um, my story, I don't really got like, you know, I ain't get shot up nine times like 50 or like, <laughs> right. you know, have different like, but my thing was I got an opportunity and when I looked at it, I was like, I don't know whether I'm going to get this opportunity ever again to rap for Clue, to meet Clue, to yeah. go up here and be on his radio show. Like, you know, these are things that- How did all of that happen? How did you meet I met Clue? the guys who was my managers, who ended up being my managers at the time, Che on Webb, and they had, they was like promoters. So they had book Clue a couple times. So they had like a relationship with them. Uh, I guess when they found me, they called them back up, like, you know, circle back around with like, yo, we got a guy who I need to check out. So they was cool with Skane, who was Clue's manager, and Skane invited us up. And I went up there, and I thought I was really just going to meet him or maybe rap for them in person. Right. But when I got up there, they was like, yo, we're going to have you jump on the air and rap over the air. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just had to like right on get the ready spot. right here, like yeah. get myself to this opportunity. Because, you know what I mean? You could have got nervous in it and been like, yo, I ain't ready to rap today. But I you may have never got to rap ever again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or that was just shot to, even if Clue didn't do it, somebody else could have heard it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's on the radio. So, you know what I mean? I... I always remember that as making the most of an opportunity because you never know what it whether it led to nothing. I could have ended up going back to my projects and it led to nothing, but I would have known that I put a hundred in yeah, to that right. opportunity and it could have led to something else. You know what I'm saying? When did you uh, feel like you was nice? You was better than what you even expected? At first, it was people telling me like like it. They helped build my confidence a little bit because I just was like I said, it was a hobby for me at first, and it was something that I. You know, I even admired the people that I was listening to. Like, you know, um, just starting out, I was listening to Big Daddy Kane and Rakim, and then it was Biggie and Jay-Z. And it was pretty much, you know, Brooklyn-based too, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at what's around me. So I'm looking at, you know, the guys that, those guys are legendary names, and I'm, you know, I'm from the same areas and seeing some of the same places that they they're even showing and Jay showing Marcy projects. Marcy projects look just like my projects. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's 
10 minutes away from where I live. So, you know, it's it's influencing me just from that alone, just from where you can see it and see that it's connected to where where you at. Where I'm I'm living here and he's showing it in his video or he pulling up to with a Bentley at his <laughs> projects and I'm like, yeah, I could do that cuz yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm in the same situation. Once I also started recording I could hear myself versus other people and yeah, I could tell that I was a little yourself. more a little more like you know my flow would be more in pocket than the than the next person not saying that they was bad I just could I could see the difference you yeah. know what I'm saying that helped me really Never you know get. lock in on my shit too cuz I was like I could I could see the difference before when you just rapping to yourself or you just rapping like you you're not really comparing it to anything yeah so people are sometimes confident cocky or what's the name until they go to a battle with somebody right. else, and then it'd be yeah. like, oh, all right. <laughs> you ain't as ill as you thought you was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, just even rhyming along with people and, you know, being in a cypher. I remember even being in school, like, what's crazy is I'm sure people from my school, like early high school, they used to have like a rap lunch table, and I never used to rap at it. So hmm. I'm sure they seen me like even as an artist now right. and just being like, yo, he never used to rap like this. like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how somebody that, you know, end up doing it. Yeah. Cause I used to really just be there and analyze them. Seeing like you know what I'm saying? Like just hear their styles, hear watch their movements, just seeing what was different about everybody. You know what I'm saying? And like I, and I would take that home with me and use it kinda like and do my homework and then put apply it to myself, you know what I'm saying? But I never rap. In front of them. like I'm, that's I'm crazy. sure that probably bugged them. That's, out. that's crazy. like you seeing somebody who never played ball and with y'all yeah, sitting in the league, league. bumping to him in the league. Like, like, you see this? He went to my ball. school. Like, like you, know, yeah. you ain't even play high school, boy. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> college, it is just, you know what I mean? Like it was some shit like that. It was still like a hobby for me. It wasn't even something yet that I had felt, but my confidence built from those couple things. Just me hearing myself along with other people, people telling me, people listening back, and. Um, even when I went on Clue that night, I was still in high school, like the last year of high school, and I came to school, and it was this girl, I always like joke that she was my first fan ever. When I came to school, she was like, yo, there was this kid on Clue last night, he was fire, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, me? I'm like, that was me. She like, fuck out of here. I'm like, I swear to God, that was me. She like, yo, how, how was that you? I was like, because I went to Clue last night. She's like, you don't even be rapping. I'm like, I'm telling you, that was me. <laughs> she was like, yo, she still ain't believe. I had to rap her the rap from the night before. And she was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. So now she running around. She's telling her, yo, he was on the radio last night. Hey, nobody ain't even really. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> but I, that was like my first connection to somebody. And somebody saying, like, you know admiring you having admiration for what you did and like you know what I mean so that also built my confidence a little bit too so we look at you I mean we both like we said we huge fans of everything you did in your career but I look at you as one of my personal favorites like lyrically appreciate it and, and, and getting down as that but I also love the fact that I could look and go listen to stuff and I feel like it's a time capsule mm. of what's actually happening right then and I could take back to the two-way page. Like, what right. made that be a huge part? I feel like that's a part of your style. You stay relevant and on point with what's going on, but still lyrically dominant and dope and able to still intertwine, like, the what's happening right now in the moment of whatever year it is. How did that become part of your style? Truthfully, I couldn't say that I, like, tapped on it and said that that's what I was going to do. It was just, like, me living in it. So, mm -hmm. like, when two-way pages isn't out was out it was like 
that's what's cool right now. I'm going to talk about what's cool. I'm going to show what's cool or whatever thing I was wearing that I that I thought was cool. I would put it in a video or when I first got the GT Bentley, uh, maybe like 04, when I shot the video for Breathe. So they had their car that they was going. I'm like, nah, we putting the Bentley in the right video. Like, this is brand new. This is my car and it's brand new. And this is the look that I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? So I always was adamant about that, like, and always trying to, like, show what I was on, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's and it's crazy because, like, how you saying that, me having conversations with, you know, artists who are younger than me or, you know, even Drake. Drake was like, yo, I remember the the sidekick, you know what I mean? Or when you had those Adidas jackets, we all ran out to get that Adidas yeah, jacket right. you had with the Australia, you know what I'm saying? So those things, you know, those were connections because they were, were not only that I was putting people on to it, but it was also what was cool at the time. And not all artists are able to do that, too. Not yeah. all artists are able to dictate what's cool or what's you yeah. know people to follow what they're doing you know what i'm saying so i always looked at even with the jersey thing like you know what i mean the jersey thing is throwback king yeah, it's <laughs> always something that's gonna be connected yeah. to you know what i mean that time and to me you know what yeah. i'm saying so people are always gonna say yo i'm fab had the jerseys da, da, da. and that just came about from from the sports thing too and, yeah. you know i thought they was cool and i like matching up the colors with your kicks and you know yeah. what i mean the hats and it was you know at that time you know what i mean of course it's a time where it got a little much or oversaturated, but yeah. like at that time, that was that was it. You Everybody, know I, mean? I still got jerseys to this day. I'm talking about man, twenty five. I got boxes of them, and they tee at knees. Like, like where, 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 where do you keep all them jerseys? You got like, like I got a little big box of the stories. You a like, pioneer of the yo. jersey collection, like some of the ones like. And I then you got hats go. and do rags to go yeah. with. I had the hats to go with Fresh it. Prince get the J's to go with it. Word. You got to get the whole setup. Like it was. That was the that Where was do you the way. Keep, like like they got their own house or something. Nah, <laughs> I, I I really put them in like these big tall boxes yeah. and just put them in storage just to see. Like I went through them one day just to see if it was anything you could like salvage, but it was they too long. <laughs> the numbers is this big. Big, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like extra. That's then it was connected to players too. Like so, if I got a, a Clippers joint, I would get D Miles on. Like I would look at the players that was there and say, mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to wear that player one. Some of them like. You know the throwback ones was you know old players, right? But like right. You was wearing the people of the time, like you, you, you know, you get the people who you rock with too. So that also was cool aspect about it too. Yeah, everybody known you to rock a flyers jersey that nobody else yeah. had. Yeah, <laughs> it was the time, like you know what I mean, like. Big guys don't give me props, but it also made the big guys be able to get fly. You know what I mean? Big Finney over there, he probably yeah. had a couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the big guys could get fly. They had the, yeah, yeah. You can rock a football jersey. They never gave me props for that. You know what I mean? Just just, just giving them a lane to, you know what I mean, be fly too. Nah, you definitely set some trends out here now. Who's the best rapper basketball player you can see? Hmm. We got some decent ones now. I ain't yeah, like back in the day like how it was. Back in the day, was. In the day it was an instant joke. It was an yeah. instant, was like, outside bit. of Shaq, it was like, all right, y'all joking. And Shaq, you know, solidified himself with with the crew he was rolling yeah. with. He went and got all the real legit Shaq guys. put himself around the right the situation. The real guy, Fat and Joe, and, and, and all the boys. Com- and he ain't compromised himself, really. Like, Never. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That's why he was. But I was. I would say Dame. Dame is. Dame Dollar. Dame, 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 Dame tough. I like Dame. Game and. And on the mic, you know what I'm saying? Word. Mm. I would say he's one of my favorites right now. Rucker Park. Rucker. What? Woo. Dykeman. You know Rucker. Rucker. I got more like, I got more connection to Rucker than Dykeman. Dykeman yeah. is, is is amazing. The energy yeah. there is, is is really dope. Like, And I like that for, you know, this era. And it's keeping 
the energy of Rucker right. to this era. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that too. But like Rucker was like you can't really compare. No yeah, yeah, like Rucker's a whole. The rain go to Gauchos. Just that energy of it being there across the street from the projects. You know, it's all kind of Rucker. Rucker literally made other cities try to emulate it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I found myself going home to the Grand. I'm I'm almost ashamed to say it, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, Chicago. We Chicago. Mm-hmm. I need to be emulating nobody. Like right. they got somebody running around with a damn microphone right. talking. I'm like, man, yeah. this is our pro. We don't do all of this. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody running on a damn court after you then bot somebody. Like mm-hmm. your ass in the crowd. Right. Right. It's all good, right. but like. Rucker was the first place that made and it was cities all, all over the shit. place. Yeah. They wanted to emulate what was going on at Rucker, mm-hmm. and they didn't want it to be in the gym. They wanted it to be at the park, park. because it was at the park here in New York. And mm-hmm. they tried to, like, y'all had an energy. My man walking around with the belt. <laughs> he was wilding with the belt. It was What's one crazy. of your, your favorite moments in Rucker that you remember, like, crazy that day? It might have been the. It got to probably be them bringing Kobe out. Right. That boy had the earpiece people walking around. You're welcome. And wasn't it a rumor like he came on a helicopter or something? He like probably. That? Wait, first of all, that's not literally a rumor. He yeah. went from game, every game from home mm-hmm. to the game in the helicopter. Okay. We talked to him about it. I okay. asked him, he's the black Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. The man come come out the back cave in a damn chopper. helicopter. Get the chopper. Hey, get, <laughs> hey, get, get, get to the, the chopper, chopper now. <laughs> get the chopper. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, they said he came came through, landed at the chopper somewhere on the west side, came up, <laughs> walked in there. Like you just not expecting to see Kobe in that kind of platform. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he got off. Y'all might be the second of the podcast, and it's Rucker, then the podcast, then, uh, you know what I mean? Like, we got him out. Yeah. We put, hey, listen, when we got you know. the confirmation, it was like the president coming, yeah. like, yo, don't say nothing. Yeah. Don't take no pictures. Don't yeah. do no cramming don't or nothing. nothing. Like, stupid. keep this. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? This is this is on a need-to-know basis. You Word. hear me? But I think that definitely might have been it, though. You cross the street from the projects, and you seeing Kobe playing a part. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you seeing KD... That's crazy. You know What's what I mean? That's crazy for an inner city kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's even motivation. That's, you know, inspiration that you can't even, like, pay for right there. And I'm sure it's, like, I don't know what. I'm sure it's somebody who's been in there who seen that. They going to yeah, go by. They push yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if they, like, yo, I want this energy. Like, because when you see it, it's a different, it's different from the NBA. It's Word. just a yeah. whole different energy anything, in there. So, yeah. like, you, like. See that and see how people loving you and you walking out the park and the whole park following you and that pull up was was legendary. Kobe pulling up to the rucker. Yeah, it's legendary. I want to ask you about your New York fandom. Mm. I think I already know the answer when it comes down to yeah, like Knicks or Brooklyn. Pride. Like I'm you 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 Brooklyn right? With the Nets and the and the Knicks? Yeah. What's the what, where where we stand with That's that? It's a touchy subject, but I definitely got to roll with Brooklyn because it's like it came to where my home is. That's like, what I'm you know saying. What I'm saying. I always was a Knicks fan because it represents New York. I'm from New York, but once the Nets came home, I gotta like you know what I mean. I, this is it's a, and it's a deeper appreciation too because when they built the Barclays. It was kind of community driven. Like I see people from my hoods, and like you know, they work in the Barclays. Jobs, they, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool too, as an organization. I like that they opened the doors to Good actual jobs, people huh? from Brooklyn and 
And you know what I mean? I'm seeing people that Empowered I really community. know and grew up, you know what I mean, seeing yeah. before. So I was like, that's that was cool, you know what I mean? So, so I always had a respect for them for that. So with that being said, what you what you think of you got Kyrie coming to town, you oh, got yeah. K D, you it's got Jordan, you, you It's lit. It's, okay. it's about the you know what I mean? It's about to be lit in Brooklyn real quick. So, you know what I mean? Me and Cass got the soap Brooklyn running right now, so I can't wait to to really be in there and, and really root for Katie and, uh, and it's also two guys that you know appreciate their game like they always been solid with me straight up now getting them guys to play for you know where you from is a, is a different respect for them as well Giants and the Jets or the I was Jets? I was a Giants fan I wasn't I wasn't feeling the um Jets. The Odell trade, I wasn't really feeling that. That was so, crazy. Certain stuff I'd be taking personally, even though you shouldn't <laughs> take it personal, like especially sports. It's hard to take sports personal, <laughs> but as a fan, sometimes you'd be like, what did What did you feel when that came across your phone and you saw that OBJ is traded to Cleveland? Because I wanted them to, like, like no, 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 like, no disrespect to Eli, like, but I wanted them to get rid of Eli. <laughs> And run with this like Odell Saquon. Yeah. You wanted to see him get some of the Sterling Jones. Like, well, I thought the Giants were. I thought we was in the same place. <laughs> yeah. I thought we both was like. Thought y'all right. seeing out of yeah. here. <laughs> when the Odell trade came through, I'm like, what are y'all doing? I <laughs> thought we was cool. We not Yo. cool. What, what, what about the Yankees or the Mets? I yeah. fuck with the Yankees. Never been a Mets fan. I never been a fan. I went to some Mets games though. When I was in school, when I was a kid, this guy like. If you got on the honor roll, the teacher, if you got on the honor roll, he would take you to a Mets game. So one time, like, I wanted to really be on, like, go to the game. So I worked my, got my grades up, got on the honor roll, went to the Mets game. It was cool. I was like, man, I think the next thing, I wasn't even on the honor roll no more. I just wanted to go. <laughs> and my mom was like, see, that's how you know you could do it. Because if you want something, you you know what I mean, you apply to it and you do it. But um, from that point, you know what I mean, I was like, I always was a Yankees fan based on the players and, you know, even through the 90s when they had those great years and stuff like that, I always was a Yankee fan. So I'm still, like, more Yankeed out then. You talked about, like, how seeing Jay come from Marcy and your projects being similar to his, how that inspired you and let you know, like, yo, I could do it. Talk about when you first met him. Was he, well, clearly he wasn't as big as he is now, mm-hmm. you know, but was he still, like, to you, like meeting like MJ, was that like your MJ moment? And how has he like impacted you and everything you do, showing you how he's moved and, and the moves he's made and the success he's had? Um, a lot of it was was watching as well. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like ever like come at him and be like, "Yo, how you do this?" Or uh, it was it was more like us coming from the same place. It's like it helps you relate to that person but at the same time you still got your own story and your own you know Jay mm-hmm. is Jay and Fab is Fab you know what I'm saying um, I watched a lot of things that he do he also gave me a lot of game uh, throughout the years and just like you said when he when he first was I remember the time where it was kind of like I felt like I was like the young guy coming up and he was the guy in position that was there at a certain time too you know what I'm saying so I had to figure my own way it wasn't just about coming and trying to figure out how right. to come like him. You know what I'm saying? It was like me. I got to figure my own way. Clue was connected to uh, Jay, and Jay would do whatever that he could do on that type of side, but we had our own situation over here. I wasn't on Rockefeller. He had his own artist. He got, yeah. you know. So it was always like a respect thing, too, and also, also an admiration, a relation, 
just coming from Brooklyn. You know what I mean? He got his own story. I got mine, but we come from a similar part mm-hmm. of a part of town. You know what I'm saying? Where we could relate to what we see, what we grew grew up seeing, what we you know. He lived in a project, so I lived in a project too. You know what I'm saying? We got separate stories, but the relation of that alone connects you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was a cool relationship, I would say. Um, I, number one point. It, not like a competition, but it was just like, you gotta step in your own shoes, you gotta walk, you know what I mean? You gotta put your feet in your own shoes and do it. And I never looked at him like, yo, you gotta accept me, I'm young in Brooklyn coming up. I just felt like I gotta make my my mm-hmm. way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I know it's a lot of artists too, they would like look at getting a feature from Hove. that was like something they would aspire Go to, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a goal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Go so even with me, like, I had to just wait till I got to that point where it was time. And people have asked me this, like other young audio, how you get, how you get the features with whole? Like how you, you know, how you listening? I'm like, it, it's really like you get there, and he kind of sees it almost. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's kind of like he, you know, he knows when it's time, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's psychic. He knows. It's not something <laughs> you just come to him and be like, yo, hold, I need you on this joint, yeah. and he just jump on. You know what I mean? And so I just worked until it got to that point and it made Came sense. Came organically. You ain't yeah, never do no, yeah. like, yo, like, just, you let you it. You can't force that. Word, you, can't, I feel you, you can't rush it. You can't force it. Even down to what you're doing, if you're not even, and he, he take note of it, that's, you know, that's still, you put the work in to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to appreciate that, especially as somebody at his, his level and caliber of what he's done in the game. Back in the day, do you feel like it was more competitive amongst rappers? Than it is now. It's like y'all kind of like having them conversations. We feel like that in basketball. Yeah, with more people. Definitely. That you can kind of talk to and get. We was just talking about that with basketball too. Where everybody's come together, yeah. take and pictures. Hang out we and, Instagram and at summertime. Like, and don't make we don't want it to yeah. seem like yeah, when we not, was younger. We didn't hang out because we hung right. out and did all of that. But like it's competitive. The competitiveness. It, and the same the sport. people we yeah. hanging with, we could fight in the game. Right. I don't see these young boys about to fight each other with the mm-hmm. dudes they cool with. Like, bro, like literally, me and Corey Maggetti is go back to sixth grade, and you didn't seen it in practice with us. Well, we face to face, head to head, about to go at it, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't see these young boys. Yeah. It's a different energy. I think the same thing in hip hop. Like, you know what I mean? It's hip hop has went through. A couple different transitions. We lost some, like you know, legends of scuffs too. Like you know, Biggie and Tupac was two people that hung out together. To, you know, mm-hmm. Pac went on his rant. Biggie used to sleep on my couch. Like you right. know what I mean. So they they definitely had a friendship and a camaraderie, and it ended up going the wrong way. And I think the things that surrounded them too is what inevitably made them like really bump heads as, as hard as they did. I don't even think Biggie was that much on it because he was not looking at it like in the same yeah, really way that Pac was looking at it. Yeah. But, you know, I think in hip-hop, we've taken a few losses, you know what I'm saying? And I think that comes into play with where people is like, all right, let's not make it as competitive. Yeah. Everybody's here to try to make great music, make some money, you know, take their families out the hood, do different things Word. like that. But it's still, the sport of hip-hop is still a competitive sport. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You want to be the best. You want to... Be on a song and have the best verse. You want to, yeah. you know, had a flyest fit at the, the awards show. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, some of those things are connected to being that guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think in sports, it's the same way. We've seen a lot of, even I, we we talked about how me and my boys talked about how there wasn't a lot of 
team up kind of basketball in the nineties too. It was you know Jordan yeah. had his squad, mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins had his squad, Larry Bird had his squad, Magic had his squad. You know they built different. teams, but the superstars didn't like look to like all right Play with in the summer we gonna talk about getting together. <laughs> right. And, you yeah. know I don't know when was the first. Uh, we had to talk about what was the first. It, it might have been the Boston Big Three. Was it? Was it? What were we saying? Was it them that came together and really put together like a big you mean three? KG, Paul, and Ray. Mm-hmm. And then I think the LeBron. I mean, people would see the thing where you see on TV. People would argue like, "Well, the Lakers had like all them dudes became Hall of Famers because they won like twelve, like you know, however many mm-hmm. championships." Like at the time, but they, they built all, that team. In those, you know, Magic that's James. That, and that's what they say. They say, "Oh, even though they were like built, they still were." They'll say they were a super team because they had four Hall of Fame, but yeah, like they I don't became look at Hall of Fame yeah. because they won and the, the way they and did. And some of them may have been role players who grew into being yeah, they great did, they players. James Worthy to me could have been. They, they weren't always their finished yeah, product. Yeah. Was my point? They, had, they grew to. They got Kareem, like Kareem in the trade, mm-hmm. and then you got you draft Magic, mm-hmm. you got Kareem, you got Worthy, and you got the rest of them. Killers. Yeah, and the other <laughs> people was great. Role yeah. player players yeah. as well You know what I'm saying The Byron Scotts The Michael Coopers All of those guys Helped make the team A great team you, So it wasn't like Coming together in the summer And saying yo You need to come over here That, that wasn't right. going on To me yeah. back then You know what I'm saying Like you, Jordan's team was built so Off of say, him yeah, you say the They Celtics drafted Pippen And you know Yeah they had their squad And they rolled with it. They, uh, they second run they, I always they talk shit about MJ. Like mm-hmm. they can't tell me. Come on, man. First and time how many Scottie years be, they lost. They had first they time had Scotty became MVP. It's over. Mm-hmm. So first time he got a co-star, we win mm-hmm. and we win the rest of the way. Yeah. So I don't hear that. Anybody talk all that MJ? That's they that's were, an irrelevant conversation for me. Yeah, the Pistons. There's all of them teams that was great teams in them eras. They put together a team and mm-hmm. they, they team. The superstars though didn't come together like, like how they come the, together. The, Sometimes the superstars came together was the dream team. <laughs> it wasn't though. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't And that was You know that was special Seeing that yeah. together He was like damn Michael playing with Magic, Magic Barry yeah. David Robb Even was like, seeing them mm-hmm. When they get together Like all of the footage We saw from the documentary On like They was at it mm-hmm. like, You watch the All-Star games Now nah, it don't be like What mm-hmm. they was doing I want to see The All-Star game When them dudes Get together Like alright I ain't tripping Like I get it It's just the All-Star break Kick it in the first Second half Turn up mm-hmm. yeah. Turn up Like what Cobe said Turn up He yeah. said him and CP When they was on the team They was undefeated He said they took it serious Like he And he want to see it too Like mm-hmm. turn up This is what the millions And everybody want to see want to see the best collection Of all the players on the planet Get Play together on. And now let's go at it Right Clash of the Avengers Let's go at it right. This is what it is When you get to the All-Star game I ain't tripping I ain't trying to see nobody Get hurt out there on All-Star This your chill time a little mm-hmm. bit But they done gave us Some extra days now mm-hmm. It ain't like you just there for the weekend And you done They done gave people They done gave y'all a bigger Like uh, the team that win Get a million dollars or something They get mm-hmm. a bonus Like bruh Who? Go out there and get at it. I want to see Kyrie against Dame. I want to see whoever against whoever. And mm-hmm. I want to see y'all square up and, like, take it serious. Don't let them walk to the hole and go show out. Right. Like, nah, second half, let's real. Let's second quarter. And no, let's, let's get to it. See some real hoop. Everybody's getting out there. Get to it. The real question is, do you think it ever will get back to that or it's going to get more friendly? It just take the main guys. The main guys, if, like, when LeBron go. When when KD go, when everybody else is new to the game, to, to have me, they gonna fall in line. Mm-hmm. That's how this go. When the big boys start, like, come on, man, who go? If LeBron out there playing hard and playing serious and telling y'all, let's go. 
who ain't gonna follow him? <laughs> I don't know who else. You know what I'm saying? Like if he ain't saying, "Yo, let's get to it." Let's nah, ain't no layups, ain't no this. It just take one of them main dudes to turn the tide. Like, hey, we for real. So you know, I just like me playing in the big three this year. What I told you all something before I played for man, I'll be out there just chilling this that third. You get in the ring, like, hold up. It's mm-hmm. a real NBA arena. Hold up. It's cameras. We on TV. Hold up. No, wait. He just tried to come <coughs> at me. Like, now probably right. coming to play. Like, all this I just said I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing. Right. And I'm taking it serious. And I'm about to fight, too. Right. Whatever it is. Because, like, pride going to come. You know, about shot on me on front of TV. So, right. like, all it takes is one person to pop, pop, or do something to somebody. Right. And here we go. Oh, y'all playing, like, playing. Play oh, y'all me. playing for real, Let's for get, real. There all you right. go. If somebody get for real, oh, you tried to embarrass <laughs> me. Okay, let, hold up. Run that ball. Give me the ball back, right? What you gonna do if somebody come down on you in whatever setting when you in your prime and you doing you holy what oh, yeah. run that ball I, like I'm I about even, to show him what it is? I even think the 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 sportsmanship was so high with with players back then too. Like even with the team, it was a little different. Like I, I've I ain't been in no huddles or nothing, but like. I've seen or heard like on Docs or like Michael Jordan t- like he stepped to you if you ain't like you know what I'm saying like fuck is you doing out here man? you trying to win and you you slouching around when I throw you that pad you make that shit like they they was on them in that way not like on something yeah, like everybody just yeah yeah you know? holding you accountable like you got one job Steve Kerr knock that fucking shot down <laughs> knock that shit down that's it when I pass you the ball you shoot yeah. <laughs> you don't do nothing up who you, you got to win the championship this year like who you got? What team you got coming out the East? What team you got coming out the West? They team. He gonna say they team. <laughs> I got the Clippers winning it all. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a I'm a Clipper. Opinion? I'm a yeah, Clipper, it's, it's, but it's, it's hard it's for me. Bias. Like this is my dear. This is this is my take on it. Right now, as a symbol, both teams. If the Lakers stay healthy, I can't go against AD, LeBron. Together, healthy, yeah, that is. and that's before no, you get to, be. you know, they didn't put some pieces with them, but I'm just saying, before they even did anything, once the trade was complete, you remember I told you, when they AD got Tele, I said, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, it's not really over, I say, but it's over, if they, mm-hmm. the only thing is semantics, like if they could, you know, because AD may get hurt here or there, I don't think LeBron, I know LeBron and did everything possible not to have what happened last year happen. So mm-hmm. only act of God is going to change that. So he going to be ready. Mm. <laughs> Them two could stay healthy. It, not to say that it's just unstoppable, but it's, it's pretty much. It's tough. Out there, LA, Golden State, Denver. G State really. Portland. Clay ain't going to be back to after February. Mm. So. What about Houston? Houston gonna be in the running, Houston but I don't good. know that they, like I say, a healthy AD. AD was wrecking the entire league by himself, mm-hmm. the entire league with no help. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying, the man got got LeBron with him, and we already know what LeBron do. No, I'm just being. I'm just <laughs> listen. Clippers strong, but I'm just. I'm gonna be real. We already know the last how many years, whatever team LeBron was on, automatic bid to the finals. <laughs> That was automatic. Mm-hmm. Now he adds somebody who a top three or four player in the league, and he's young, who could really say, okay, LeBron, go manage yourself. Game manage and take a couple games. Or I'm just going to 40 these games while you out. Mm-hmm. And he legit could do that. If he's healthy, AD could be a potential MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Easy. 
with LeBron setting up the table, he potentially, if he stays healthy the entire time, outside of LeBron, LeBron, I mean, outside of D-Way, LeBron had no better teammate than him. The crazy part is that it's all of these teams is so brand new that this is all speculations. Like, it ain't nobody like you to go from their 2018 roster Mm -hmm. and just say, like, I'm looking at it, like, that's what I was sitting here thinking, and everybody's different. Everything different. Everybody who was the top-tier teams last year, they're all different, except for maybe Denver. I don't feel like Denver going to be up there as high as they was last year. Utah going to be higher than them. Yeah, I feel like Denver ain't gonna do the you same because the shuffle and change. Like now you got the Clippers, you got the Lakers. Right, it changes the whole dynamic. Clippers was eighth, even on seed. the East. Like Lakers Sixers changed play. so much. Boston changed a little bit. Miami, uh, yeah, Miami Brooklyn, changed a little bit. New York Toronto lost Kawhi. Like you know what I mean? There's so many different changes. Is that I'm from I can't Rome. even go off of their 2018 history. Like you yeah. know what I mean? It's like. I got to just open the book and st- see where it starts out this year. Like. League pass going to be lit this <laughs> year. Subscribers getting it in. <laughs> Word. Okay. I'm undecided, man. But y'all, Clippers, I'm going to watch out for y'all picks, though. Clippers and, and Lake you Show. You don't, you don't got no pick? I don't. I'm so – it's such a juggle for me. I can't even say a – I can't even say nobody that I think – I want to see how all of these new – New teams playing out. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I like I said Houston, but then I said, damn, I'm looking at, see all these memes with Harden and Westbrook fighting over the ball. Like, you know, this is you don't, funny, you, but like That's something that you don't know how it's going like, to go. What combination, what combination do, you like? do you like? How well, it's no longer threesome. I do duos, like LeBron right? and yeah. AD, though. It's duos all across. It's like no a, it's a, yeah, it's a cool. Yeah, duos, I like that that duo because it's not in the same. Like, when I look at Kawhi and Paul George, I feel like it's, it's almost similar. a similar. Yeah. That's like Dame and CJ. Yeah. Harden and um, Russ. They both when need I the like ball. LeBron and AD, they, they, you know what I mean? <laughs> that go back to how. Big and win. Right. Like Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In L.A. What I hope for, I want to see Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Let's see that. I'm good. Mm. Satisfaction. L.A. Let would love that. Let me get my that. popcorn. No, we can't get y'all that though. Y'all stuck. Here you go, New York and Brooklyn and East. I don't think that's gonna happen. Not right now. Not right now. That's a pipe dream. Well, how Brooklyn gonna be in the seed? I think Brooklyn gonna get in them. They gonna get in the playoffs. They gonna get up there. They in there. When KD get back, they gonna. When KD get back, then it's gonna be a whole different ball game. <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. I wasn't even talking with KD, but with KD, that's a whole different ball game. I want to ask you this: You deep into fashion, mm-hmm. and I like our fashion era more than I like the fashion era now of the NBA <laughs> players. I feel like, yeah, our stuff was baggy, but we wasn't wearing the, mm-hmm. the shit that they wear. I think they got attention. He hates it. hip hop. He hates the fit. The fashion <laughs> back then to the fashion now, because you got guys wearing skinny jeans like they rock stars. Mm. Like It's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just, it just changed. On. I think you got to be do what's comfortable for you and your style. That's how I always approach fashion, period. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different trends, like how you said, and I, and I, you know, during the during the early 2000 era, everything was bigger, it was baggier, and that was just, you know, the trend of the time. Um, now, you know, I might not be wearing super skinnies, but I'm not gonna wear, you know, 
extra bad. Nah, me too. I'm yeah, with I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not like, Euro. Yeah. I'm nowhere near Euro, but I'm not five XL no more either. Right. I'm closer to my regular one XL I should be wearing. Right. You wear fitted. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Don't play with it. What me. you think about the younger cats, this new style of clothes they wear? Cause I, you I don't think dress it's like they, them. You yeah, I think it's they a, I think it's they they time. You know what I'm saying? You can't you know, it was a time we would look it. at uh, we would look at what our parents was wearing and look at them crazy too, and they, or they would look at what we. Was I was about to say crazy. it was a time when we came in, like when we came in the league. Then when your pants were sagging, or your pants were your Jordan moms would everything, like, yeah, yeah. do rags, right. literally do rags right. to the right. game. Everything was Jordan. Our entire wardrobe, head to toe. Y'all made Jordan. them suit up the. the, the <laughs> y'all ever responsible for making hey, them be like you know what? The AI under the Y'all ain't gonna be just coming to these games and do rags and uh, you know. Hey, I got his mama braid his hair on the bench. One of his mm. braids popped out. She fixed it on the bench, boy. Like we, gonna, we, come on, man. We came in under the heavy AI right influence. Big change, the ice age, everything was going on. Then that was the, that was the, like now it's kind of coming back. But ice had went out it for a minute. Now mm-hmm. it's coming back. But we was when it was dumb, stupid. Mm-hmm. We had everything. But our social security on our first mm-hmm. chain piece, boy. Yeah. Everything we wanted. That thing as big as it could be, like right. yeah. That's a, that was that was the era. That was, and it was an era of hip hop also ushering into the NBA. Word. Because yeah. that was when, this man Jersey was in every beat. We like man. We mm-hmm. used to laugh. They used to call Bow Wow Mister One Hundred Six in part. What would you say? No, he ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My young boy right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. We was in L.A., bro. He came in L.A. He 18, I'm 19. We can't get in no club. Mm. And then it took only so long to find out, wait a minute. All the video girls live together. Mm. My boy here hipped everybody to that. Mm. <laughs> and it was, you know, like... Mr. One Hundred Six in part, legit, mm. legitimately. Like, man, come on, man. From from his from if it wasn't his jersey in the video, it was somebody in the video. Right. <laughs> you feel me? With one, I say, man. I think I wore, I think I wore D joining. It was him or Hello Jersey was the most popular clip of jersey. You might catch a one off me, Elton or Corey, but it was. Yeah, D Miles and L O Jersey was in everything back then. Literally, mm-hmm. L O was from New York, and everybody he was like co runner for rookie of the year the year before, and he was the man on our team. And then he was the highest rookie, well, straight out of high school ever taken, and was just mm-hmm. a phenom. It was one of them two. It was out of there. That was the first time we really started. Like he said in the thing, like that was the first time people started rocking with the Clippers in a positive way. Y'all was drafted. Together or together, together, uh, same year, same year, two thousand. What about uh, jerseys back then to jerseys now? I like the fit better now. Have <laughs> 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 the material of it? Better I, material? I, I, nah, I like the way we wearing them now. Like I like, you know, it's more fitted. It's more like a clean look. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like. Last summer I was wearing it like a like a basketball jersey with like a like a button up over. Well, I think kind of well, like, I think Nike completely changed everything yeah. when they took over. They every just the whole gear game on the, the NBA side is just out of this world. You'll mm-hmm. see the hoodies, everything. Mm-hmm. Just Nike just swagged it out. But I would was you asking more as, as like the designs, like like. Yeah, Think I like about the it, like the nineties. The nineties like were like the Raptors jerseys, yeah. or like now it's kind of more By conservative. Far. Like I thought, even the throwbacks, like they they looked at 
dope just being brought to you know that era. They was like seventies jerseys yeah. or eighties jerseys, yeah. but they in that era. They you know what I mean. So like I feel like Jordan and Nike them doing a dope job with the jerseys, but I I want to see them go back to to when um. Think about when Mike played and they had the cactus jerseys where mm-hmm. they had them, them them teal blue with the, the cactus. All-star joint? Yeah, the joint. Yeah, the, they like, brought them back. They, yeah. do, they going like all white and black kind of. To me, it's yeah, like, yeah. man, freak oh, it yeah, out. Oh, yeah, for the all-star. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, if y'all yeah, going yeah. to Miami, go with the pink Miami yeah. Vice jerseys yeah. for the for the whole theme they of all-star. tell a story because that was the San Antonio. Yeah, that was San Antonio, right. When they had the cactus. Or it was in Phoenix. Wherever you going to be, do something ill like that and get somebody to come in. and. Yeah, Nike, you hear that? Yeah, word up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? You. Get back to it. Yeah, that was hard. Albums or mixtapes? It used to be mixtapes, but I think it's albums now. I think because mixtapes have are coming out on the same platform as albums now. Like you can't even like people are titling them mixtapes, but mixtapes before you know, like it was freestyles, uh, it was you over other people's beats. Now mixtapes have become. A project where right. you just over your own, you know, over your own beats. You know what I mean? So it's changed the mixtape dynamic. So Even I would just the, say I the way we now. get it is yeah. different. Like I missed that. I missed mixtapes the... used to have to like it was a process. It was yeah. sneaky. It was to, underground. That, man, was, I used to come to my boy like yo, bought it on the street. <laughs> yo, I got name. that news. Something you yeah. ain't heard. You used to be yeah, you could pull to out one somebody. that people ain't heard. You ain't heard that news. Oh. Like you Word. had to, you had to take people want to borrow your shit or they want to burn it or yeah. copy it. Or you went on the internet now and did the legwork. Digital streaming, so it's a, it's a different whole. It's a different. Yeah, how you digest it is different. What about uh, what's your favorite verse you ever? Uh, mm. So many, so many, man. Like, oh. like I got that's even hard down to song. So verse, I don't know. I I, I well, did one this, of your I, favorites. One of my favorites got to be. Um, Young OG too because I talk a little bit about um, just raising my son and having a son and that whole experience and teach, telling him how I want to like raise him and teach him to do things and I wasn't taught these things but now it's made me make sure that I want to be be there for doing that and it was kind of like me speaking on how he's evolved me as a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a kid, but at the same time, you having a kid grows you up, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, me speaking on that in that song, um, that was one of my favorite verses. People yeah. have hit me and told me they they related to it, too, just from having a having a kid. And, and it just raises them up a little yeah. bit more. It become a different... You know, when you out here, you just you. You don't have no responsibility. You know, you still you're a man. You still doing what you. But to have a, a responsibility that, now, that purpose, that yeah. why. So that one. Who in rap now that you you mess with? That's out. That's kind of doing their thing. That you kind of listen um, to them, see them come up. Man, I like a lot of guys. Man, I like them for different Reason. different reasons. Yeah. Different. You know, some of them is, you know, their energy. Some is flows. Some is songs. You know what I mean. Um, I still listen to some of the old old school. I guess you would say old school, the nineties, two thousands. Like mm-hmm. I still yeah. feel like that's a vibe that you can't take away. Yeah, I still listen to Me too. too. It's like I grew up on that, so it's mm-hmm. like you gotta hear that. And it's not the same you. anymore. So yeah. I miss that sometimes. Right. It's almost yeah. like it's it's different little different versions of the same music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like nineties, it's two thousands and from two thousand ten on it might be a little different whole vibe, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And now we're here in 2019. So, but I appreciate 
all styles of it. I got a son now. He's 11, so he listening to all the little guys, the little <laughs> doing the dances. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he, you know, I appreciate all of it. You know what I mean. And sometimes it even cross the line. Like when I, I do a song with Lil Uzi. He like my son could. He like, oh yo, you did a song with Lil Uzi. You know what I'm saying. So it mm-hmm. kind of connects to their world a little yeah. bit more. You know what I'm saying. So. Make daddy still, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get my cool points. So, I, you know what I mean? And some of the things I do just to, because he wasn't here during the times where I was in those positions. But, yeah. you know, I did 2K20 recently. So that's a, like a thing for you to yeah. see his dad in 2K20. He like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But I had did, I think, NBA Live, what, 03 or something right. like that. But, uh, you know what I mean? He wasn't here for that. So he ain't really get So that was one cool thing about doing it now was like not him getting to see it and him getting to experience it too. Rock Nation, explain to me what the Rock Nation mean to you and being under that umbrella. Rock Nation is family. It's always been that way, you know, even everybody through their structure. Like I said, I was signed to Clue, and Clue was signed to Rockefeller. It's always been like Connection. distant family, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So when I went over there, it was, you know, still connecting with Lenny S., you know, their whole team, and Tata, and all the guys there, Emery, everybody there was, you know, it was like, working with family, so it didn't even feel like work. It didn't feel like you was just signing to somebody and you had to worry about where, how it was going to play out. Also, with Hov, he's like an artist, artist, you know what I'm saying? So he, when he does things, he's doing it from a platform of not just business, but also for the artist yeah. and keeping the artist uh, forward and in the front of what he's doing. You know, when he did title, it was it was about the artists getting fair share and the streaming wasn't it because you may not get that with Apple you may not get that with Spotify yeah, you yeah. may you know what I mean so they were giving you the best splits and I always you know admire that as well you know what I'm saying it's like when a player gets to be a coach or a player gets to be Word. a GM you know what I mean they, if they don't lose lose it on yeah. the way up they remember it you know coming from the same mm-hmm. walks of life as the players as well so you know you gotta appreciate that that's dope my my question I always like to know, bro. Like, when you first got to a point where whatever the amount of money was, you know, we all come from the from the hood, and I know when we became rookies, the little whatever money we got, we thought we was rich. Mm. So in my eyes, I'm like, what? I'm about to get something like I ain't nobody. You, can't is, judge you me. is rich to your previous you, lifestyle. You feel me? We are rich like, instantly. We thought we was. That, we thought we like, was rich. Man, like what? boy, like so. I want to know what you did. What you go by? That looking back on now as an adult, like mm. yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing to do. But like you, when you did it, it was like eh, like now I did. I I'm want still this. Don't regret it. I bought a car. Word. And I was lit that summer. <laughs> I don't regret that at all. Like I bought well, a um, CL six hundred Benz, big boy, coupe, two dog big coupe, coupe. Yeah. ah, bow legged. I know you put some things on it, didn't you? Shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was one of my best summers ever. I have no regrets. What year was that? That, that was. Mm, was it old? Because I ain't had a six hundred. I had the CL fifty five AMG. What's and I'm proud of it to this day because I, I, we was on Lincoln Avenue and I tore Corey McGetty ass out the frame in the Ferrari Spider. Mm. You remember when we got to practice, I told you about it. You know, them Ferrari got to change gears and do mm-hmm. all that shit. Yeah, we done went about two, about 10 seconds longer, he would have 
tore my ass out the frame, right. but I had to know already, like, man, I done took off and you still back there changing gears. I'm like, man. That was one of my favorite cars ever, what, the what CL. CL. What did crazy. you buy that you was like, I can't believe I paid that much for it, for that? And you was like, damn. I did that. It wasn't a crib because I think when you buy a house, you were kind of like, yeah, you can sell it away. Like, yeah, yeah, you accept it. Like, it probably was some jewelry. It jewelry. probably was, it probably was a, a chain or two I bought. <laughs> um, definitely, I, I mean, but I also looked at. I was, I was, I, I really don't have regrets on any of that though, because it, okay. it, it, it kind of is a part of where. Like your story, like if you look at your as your life and the story is chapters of your life where you're gonna have to go through some things to get you to the ending chapters. So I look at you know buying those things, even how I used to buy jewelry versus how I buy jewelry now. I've learned how to buy jewelry. Only because you went through what you went through, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not taught, and and we don't come from nobody being able to teach teach us us how to. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have even down to everybody want a Rolex. It was because you wanted a Rolex because, but somebody could tell you, yo, this is a Rolex and it's gonna hold its value here. We didn't have nobody. We didn't have nobody even ahead of us who had a Rolex. Which is why we waste so much money before you really realize and start saving it, right? Because we ain't had that. Like, I'm telling you, when you sit in the locker room with some of your teammates and some of your people, I can remember sitting with, you know what I'm saying, just talking with J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick don't got none of the same shit going on that we got going on at the crib, bro. You talking about different stuff. J.J. like, wait, you guys, wait, what? You guys give your parents money? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I said. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. nah, bro. Like, like they didn't never had a. They like, go, go ahead, baby. Yeah. You do whatever you have to do. Like, real they talk. Even, like, wait, they don't even come guys, from that lifestyle. What we you, looking to take care of? Because right, we really, and we really like, have to. Like, like, it ain't even like just something exactly. you always you want to do it. But wait, it's like, wait, what you would flew I do everybody if I out to if I'm not doing that. Like, well, how would you even? You flew everybody out to your wedding. They mm-hmm. just. Flew themselves to ours. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bro, I had to help out. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they couldn't right. come. Mother. Yeah, Kyle Corbett did an article with the Players Tribune, and uh, he, he was did. talking about his. Uh, he was talking about Andre Iguodala, who was one of his one of his teammates, and he was like, Andre told him like, yeah, man, I got to pay my mama bill, and I got to take care of all these bills. And he was like, man, you pay your mama bill? <laughs> You're right. It's but real. he didn't grow that's up like us, shit. or he didn't know that's like real. that's how it's supposed to be. Like said, so far, we weren't raised to be way. able to know how to right. manage this and that. Like, right? We ain't have nobody even before us to even see it coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? We ain't even seen nobody handling right. bills. We've seen people struggling to pay their bills every month. Ain't nobody around us ever had this much money. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I don't know if you remember this. You came to St. Louis, and mm-hmm. I think we uh, Nelly and them had like a game. I don't know if it was a pro-am game or it was like a charity game or something. Mm-hmm. And we was in the it. locker room, and you was about to battle Hitman Holler. Word. When he was like younger, young. You don't remember that? Nah. That was like Hell a long, no word. long, This was like early 2000, I want to say like 2001 or something That's like that. That's crazy. And you and Hitman Howard was about to ball, and the way you was looking there was like you about to fight him. Then Nelly came in the locker room, was like, "Nah, nah, man, forget that. Come on, let's go." Shit. And that was like a minute, minute ago. That's crazy. <laughs> and you was stranded on the island, and there was three albums. 
you had to have on the island with you, what of them three albums you would have? Mm. Shit. I might go Jay-Z's Blueprint. I might go Nas It Was Written. And I might go I think I need one though. R&B joint just to There just you to go I, want, I didn't want to Who? say it To try and curve you But okay go ahead Who? Just need one, said one R&B one. I'm, I'm just saying I'm a, I, You know me I like some R&B Who's that now. one though? Is it? Hmm Who's that one? You ain't got no chicks there So you just need a good vibe <laughs> You straddled a little eye with you You don't want no uh Nothing to make you think too hard. You just want to vibe. Shit. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mary J. Blige. What's the four one one? Say I ain't know which album. I was thinking Mary though. <laughs> <laughs> On my mama. But I ain't know which album. If you had to pick two other rappers to do three on three with, to go against Hoopin. and Hoopin. Yeah. Who was the other two rappers you would pick to play with you? Can it just be an artist or could it be? Well, artist. I'm, I'm putting um, it Chris is good. Chris Brown. Breezy. Yeah. I told you. Right, Chris. Turn. Chris is. Chris is an amazing talent, bro. Like I don't even know. Right. Sing, dance. Yeah. God just sprinkled Who? all kind of shit. Just all kind of art. Like he, he does all kind of shit. Like you know what I mean? Um, There's a couple kids, a couple guys I play with. I would say Chris. And I would say Dave East could play too. I, I would fuck with East. Trey could play. Um, and some guys who play, but they not like ball players too. Yeah. Like I'm sure y'all see a lot of that. Nah, really, trust like, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, seen uh, uh, J Cole up at the uh, Kobe hooping. Yeah. Now. I, I went to uh, hooping the lifetime. I went, yeah, the I went to the highlights on Gucci. Gucci was just. I seen Gucci shooting too. I ain't <laughs> never played with Gucci. Gucci I played with, I played with boys. Chris he and dunking East. Yeah. I never played with Gucci. I just see the video. And you know the one thing about the Instagram videos, you get all the highlights. All, right? all, all the highlights. You get all good. the swishes. None of the lowlights. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to say about IG. You know what I'm saying? But I played with Chris. I played with East. I played with Trey. Um, you know, for the most part, them is, them is three that I know. So, basically... We got the uh, special edition Hennessy mm. VSOP, man. This is the, the Knuckleheads edition, man. Oh, we wow. appreciate you for coming out, repping us. Put this up on the bar, man. See what I'm saying? I can't even touch this. That yak. All right, man, that's the rap, man. We just got through chopping it up. The blackest one in the building. Got my man FAVO in the building. Yes, sir. We got it in today, man. Yeah, man, we talk some sh- Talk some real shit. Hey, check it out. Check it out. Download, subscribe, do all that. To all the Knucklehead fans, much love, much love. We appreciate the support and all the all the love we've been getting. Don't forget to check us out and subscribe and download on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you check out podcasts, wherever they're available. We out here. Get at us, download, continue to support. We got some real heat coming. Yeah.
theplayerstribune.com.